This evening our sermon text is from Romans 6, verses 15 through 23. Please uh, turn there in your Bibles. Romans 6, verses 15 through 23. Romans 6, beginning at verse 15. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin which leads to death or of obedience which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart, to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification." For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, we come to your word. Lord, please, we pray that you would open our eyes, that we would see Christ. Lord, open our minds that uh, we would know this salvation that you have given us. Open our hearts that we would desire to follow you, knowing that it is a blessed slavery. And Lord, help us to renew our, our hands and our feet, that they would run after Christ. Lord, open our eyes. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. This evening, we are going to be looking at the gift of slavery, which sounds absolutely backwards. The idea that slavery could be a gift. And yet, Paul here in Romans 6 shows us that this slavery is an amazing blessing because of the God who gives it. Paul knows that believers who have been redeemed, that there are one group who are going to see slavery to God now as something that is not desirable. Rather wanting to live for the world now that they've been redeemed. And yet there's, a, there's another group, everyone else who has been redeemed, who now sees slavery to God as amazing, as glorious, as beautiful. This, this division Uh, can be seen beautifully in Numbers 13, where one group sees slavery to God as something that is wretched and horrible, and another group that sees it as an amazing blessing. Romans 13, or sorry, um, Numbers 13. Uh, And children, I hope that you still remember uh, the singing time song uh, that says, 10 said no and 2 said go. And that's um, a beautiful example, an illustration of this divide. 
As the spies come back, as they're in the wilderness, uh, they come back to Moses and give two very opposing reports about the land of Canaan. The ten spies come back and they ask, are you kidding me? Is God really calling us to go into this land of Canaan? Doesn't he know that there are giants in the land? They're going to squash us like grasshoppers. There's no way that we should do this. We should, we should really not follow God. We should do what is wise and makes sense, and we should wait. And then, of course, Joshua and Jacob give their report. And they say, no. God brought us out of slavery for this land. This is exactly what God has promised. This isn't something that we need to shy away from. This is something that we need to run to happily. God has already been victorious. You and I, we could, we could just walk as one parade of people, joyfully walk into the land of Canaan, and it would be ours. God would hand it over to us. Obeying God, submitting to him, means that we are going to be blessed with this land. Absolutely, we need to run in our slavery to God to receive the blessings. So the question today is, how do you and I live a life full of this love and desire to submit to God's plan, to submit to righteousness, full of a readiness to follow our God? And I hope you know someone who lives this out, who is excited to follow God, not looking for different ways to sin or get around the law, but desiring to follow their Savior. This evening, Paul sets before us an understanding that we have been justified by God. He has brought us out of slavery to sin so that we can be slaves of God. Because slavery to God is the greatest gift you and I could ever receive. In this letter of Romans, uh, Paul has set before the church, uh, beginning with the wrath of God. And, and God's wrath on sinners and his hatred for sin. And then, and then moves on to what justification means in Christ, by faith, in grace. And now instead, um, as, as God's people are in the courtroom of God, now instead of them being faced with the wrath of God, now they're faced with the peace of God. A peace that never ends. And so Paul moves on and, and asks, uh, as we have been justified forever, now what are the importance of our actions? The victory has been won, so now what do we do? And he poses this question in verse 15. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? Oftentimes, uh, you and I think that we have been saved in order, we have been freed from slavery to sin, now in order to do what we'd like. We can enjoy the grace of God alongside of the sins of this world. And yet Paul, in this text, moves us to the realization that the end and the reason of our salvation is not that we would be autonomous beings doing whatever we'd like. We have been set free for the purpose of being a slave of God. And that is a glorious and beautiful gift. We're going to be looking at this slavery through three points. First, uh, the principle of slavery. Second, the power of salvation. 
And third, the purpose of submission. The principle of slavery, the power of salvation, and the purpose of submission. Paul begins by answering this question of now what in verse 16. And it is in this verse that he explains this principle of salvation. He says that what you present your members to begins you on a path of obedience, either of sin or obedience and slavery to God. And there are only two options. There are only two masters. It is either sin or it is God. And which one you present your members to will make you a slave to that master. Presenting your members as slaves to sin means you're going to follow the path of sin. You are more and more going to be obedient and submissive to sin, and that is going to lead to death. Presenting your members to righteousness is going to lead to righteousness and sanctification, which is going to end in life. And Paul uses this image of slavery, and he knows, as, as well as we know, that this idea of slavery is abhorrent and wicked and evil. And yet, Paul uses this, and he says in uh, verse 19 that he uses human language in order to get across the point of one's allegiance and submission. It is through presenting yourselves as ready slaves to one or the other that brings you into this submission. And you and I know this principle of slavery to be true. In verse 16, as well as in the first half of verse 19, we see that presenting one's members results in either lawlessness leading to more lawlessness or righteousness leading to more righteousness. Uh, it becomes a more and more, you become more and more obedient. You become more and more subservient to one or the other. It was this last winter uh, that I realized this truth of the principle of slavery in regards to a healthy or unhealthy lifestyle. Uh, I realized that I could not be obedient and submissive to both an unhealthy lifestyle where I could eat and drink whatever I wanted, as well as being obedient and submissive to a healthy lifestyle, which would be uh, running and actually enjoying it. What I did with my body throughout the week uh, in, in just normal decisions that I was making, I was enslaving myself to one or the other of these paths. And usually, it was an unhealthy lifestyle, where more and more I was creating habits of an unhealthy lifestyle. And I, I became further and further away from a healthy lifestyle. That it had a snowball effect, just in my minor decisions, um, that, that really uh, made me a slave to one. Or uh, this image of um, presenting yourself and leading to more and more obedience is useful uh, when one uh, goes down a river. Uh, once you start on that river, you are now becoming obedient and you have to follow that river. And Paul shows us that we were previously in the path of sin. Verse 17 says, you were once slaves of sin. And it is in this verse, 17 and 18, that we see the power of salvation. The power of salvation. Because we were all by nature set as slaves to sin. The state that uh, we are in as we are in Adam. The state that Adam chose for us and we happily followed. 
You and I were not just standing in this path. We weren't just walking in this path. But you and I were running in this path. We were running blind to the misery and death that was imminent. As we read from Ezekiel 36 previously in this worship service, um, that God uh, was going to change the heart of God's people. He was going to put the Spirit within them. That's illustrated beautifully in Ezekiel 37, where Ezekiel is brought down into the middle of this uh, valley full of dry bones. This is the state that we began in, every single one of us, being absolutely dead, having no hope. And that state brought shame. As unbelievers, we were presenting our members. We were making ourselves available. We were making ourselves accessible to sin. Not only by neglecting the means of grace, but as unbelievers, we were presenting our members to situations where we knew we would bring shame, where we knew we were likely to fall into temptation and sin. For some of you, that would look like knowingly coming in front of a computer even though it, you knew it would follow with shame. Or readily getting on Facebook knowing that that would follow in gossip and envy. Or willingly coming home from a long day at work, already frustrated, knowing that you were going to be angry with your children and spouse. Slavery to sin, where we all began, is one of shame and ends in eternal death. And while it, it may seem appealing to continue in sin, Paul shows us that we should, we should no longer desire that shameful, deadly path where we were more and more being controlled and entangled by our sins, where we were becoming more wicked and the consequences of our sin was more frequent. We were running towards an eternity of torture and pain. And then we see Paul transition to show us the power of salvation in that this path of sin is where God meets us. God in his immeasurable grace suspends the law or the principle of slavery and plucks us from being in the path of sin to now being slaves to God. He has changed our allegiance. He has changed our hearts, as it says in verse 17, to now be obedient to him. He has set us free from sin. As you and I had no ability at all to change our allegiance, in this principle of slavery, there was no way for us to move over to being slaves of God. We were going straight to hell. We had, we had no way to change our own hearts of stone. But now, thanks be to God, that he has changed our hearts. He has changed our allegiance. He has worked a real miracle in our hearts. He has brought us back from the dead that we would love and pursue righteousness in the things of God. He has caused our bones to be brought back together. He has put flesh on our bones. He has breathed life into our hearts through the word and through the spirit. God in his power has brought a miraculous work to those who believe. As we are headed in the direction fully submitting and loving our sin, God completed an action on us. He completed a work to make us alive so that we can never see death. And God has 
done this action of bringing us now into slavery to him. And then in verse 19 through 22, Paul gives us the purpose now of our submission. God has done this beautiful act. Now why has he done it? What is the purpose? In verse 19, Paul Paul calls us to now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. Douglas Moo in his commentary says that this verse cannot be seen in isolation. This command here can only be seen as it is bracketed by the gracious work of God on either ends. We need to see this command of presenting your members through the lens of God's mercy and grace in the work that he has done. So Paul's answer to the what now question is you have been made alive. You have been made to live for God, to be under God's control. So now live in the light and the grace of that. Live in the reality that Jesus' death is your death and his life is your life. By no means you shall sin. You have been set free from that slaveholder. As before, you were fully controlled by sin in every circumstance of your life, in every relationship of your life, in everything that you did, sin reigned and sin had control. So now, pursue everything through the lens of your slavery to God. Run headlong, pursue with all that is within you. Run as slaves to righteousness, joyfully following God, knowing that that as well is going to have a snowball effect where you presenting makes you more and more slaves of God. Paul gives us two reasons why we are to submit, two reasons why we need to be joyful and excited about our slavery to God. The first is sanctification, and the second is eternal life. What does presenting your members to God mean? We are called to present ourselves, avail ourselves, make ourselves accessible to God, to righteousness. This looks like availing our our eyes and our mind, our hands and our feet to the things of God. When you wake up and throughout your day, are you putting your members in an environment where the Spirit is being sought out, where the Word is filling your life? Have you heard from God in his word? Have you sought his wisdom and his direction? Have you prepared yourself today to live in righteousness? Paul shows us that slavery to God is a blessing because as we present our members to righteousness, that leads to sanctification. You and I get to be more and more sanctified. And what a beautiful blessing that is. That is a blessing of being spirit-filled. Where you and I can love our children and our spouses in a God-honoring way. That is a path in a slavery where the relationship of our slave owner has absolutely changed. Where our slave owner calls us sons and we call him father. Where Jesus no longer sees us as a slave but as a friend where we can have a personal and loving relationship with our slaveholder. The third blessing that we're given in in this slavery to God is that we are really made able to see into heaven. We can see what Jesus has done. We can trust his work. We can more and more love the word. We can more and more love prayer. 
We can more and more hate our sin. And this path as well, as it's a path of sanctification and of blessing, it's a path that is Spirit-filled. In verse 18 it says, you have been set free. Which means that as we're sanctified, now we have the ability, as we are face-to-face with our sin, as we are face-to-face with the devil, now we have the ability to say no. We have the ability to run in the other direction as we are filled with the Spirit. We actually and really can say no to our old slaveholder. What an amazing blessing. I hope that these blessings being sanctified is what you desire. And this is not only a path of these wonderful temporal blessings, but it's a path that leads to eternal life. A path that uh, we get these blessings more and more increasing in our lives until we are met face to face with our Father. And He gives us these blessings in their most pure and concentrated form for eternity. An eternity of perfection. Where we are welcomed to a place prepared for us. A place that Jesus died in order for us to inherit. Where there is no more crying, no more mourning, and no more pain. Where we see Jesus as the Lamb. And we worship Him as He is due. An eternity of blessing and of joy. And as Paul concludes chapter 6, he sums everything up in verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Notice that slavery to sin leads further and further into sin, and at the end of the day, all of your works are added up, and you're given death, eternal hell. Yet the free gift of God, what God has redeemed you to, brings eternal life. And that is because of what Jesus done. And that is a free gift, and it never becomes anything that you and I do. It never becomes our actions. It's always a free gift. And this is a free gift because it is bound in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is a gift because it is bound in his death being our death, in his life being our life. He died on the cross so that we could be given this gift. So how does one receive this gift of being a slave to God and enjoying your slavery to God? How does one, as he notices his life, is directed in a path of sin and misery? He knows he is unable to turn. He knows He is coming towards death. How does he turn to follow God? Or how does one who is a believer, who knows that he is tempted often to desire the things of the world, how does he renew his submission to God? It is through being in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And everyone has this call to come to Jesus and ask him to be your Lord. So today, if you see you are enslaved to sin, or if you are continually desiring sin, and if you are sick of it, and you know that your slavery, or your submission, only brings shame and death, then today, call out to Jesus. Ask Him to be your Lord. 
Come to His Word. Seek Him. Seek His Spirit. Knowing that God alone has the ability to change the allegiance of our heart and bring us more and more into His image. And as you, as you have been transformed by Him, run in the light of His mercy and grace. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we praise you and we thank you for the salvation that you have given us. We praise you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross to take all of our sins, that we might be freed from sin. And we thank you that he, he has risen so that we might have life in it, Jesus. Lord, we pray that we would know this salvation more and more, and that this salvation would turn into a delight and a joy to follow God. A loving submission and obedience to the things of God, knowing that those things bring sanctification, blessings more than we could ever imagine, and eternal life with you. Lord, mold our hearts that we would see this salvation, that we would see this now slavery as a beautiful gift that you give those whom you love. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.